Welcome to the final episode of season one of Do This Feel Better. I'm your host, Jay Nacklis, and joining me for this final episode of season one is my son, Teddy Nacklis. The reason that uh, I wanted to have you on my podcast was there are a lot of parents out there and a lot of kids that uh, have gone through similar challenges that our family has, right? Yes. I've gone through a lot through the years. You have. And the goal here is to share because sometimes when you go through stuff that you've gone through and the family's gone through, there's a tendency to not want to talk about it. And it can also help inspire other people. Right. Like with me, I've gone through many, many troubles in my life. Like in middle school, it was very, very hard. Like I went to this school, which was not a good match whatsoever. And I had issues. So, and we're going to get into those issues. I want to go back and and kind of take this chronologically All right. and talk about, uh, it's like an episode of this is your life, right? <laughs> Going back to the beginning and, All right. and, and taking it through a process. Let's take it from the beginning. Okay. Hi, I'm uh, Theodore Naclis. Uh, let's go back to preschool. Oh yeah, I remember. Do you have any memories of preschool? Oh God, yeah. What do you remember? Well, one of the things I remember is meeting one of my first friends, Connor and Jacob. Yeah, you guys are still friends today. Do you have any memories of having any challenges in preschool? Um, Actually, yes. Some of the things I remember about preschool is that we would hear from your teachers that you remember circle time was a thing they do in preschool, oh, yeah, right? dude. And the teachers would say, Teddy has a, a really tough time staying in the circle. He'll be in there for like a minute and then he'll leave the circle. And it was some of our first indications that you had a hard time focusing and paying attention, although you know, you're four years old. And so the teachers are willing to go, yeah, that's kind of no big deal. And so they kind of write it off. And so we didn't see that as any sort of big challenge back then. But as the years go on, yeah. Right. Kindergarten. Well, kindergarten is a different story. It was a different story. Your teacher had a really hard time with you in kindergarten. I, I feel like my teacher just didn't understand who I was and what I was going through. Because in kindergarten, it was the peak of the time i was like going through some really tough times i didn't want to be around people i was hyperactive i i got in trouble literally every day so you said that the teacher didn't understand you what didn't she understand i mean here's one thing she didn't really understand a lot of things like how i couldn't uh work alone really well Mm -hmm. or how like slow of a learner i was Mm. because in like every single thing we did it was just like one after another after another. I just could not focus enough. I could not do it. It was way too hard. Right. So rather than empathizing with what you were trying to go through, she was forcing you to learn in yeah. a different way, do things in a different way. And so there was this conflict going on. You moved schools and you went to a couple different elementary schools. And my my memory of of some of those times were that a lot of your success or challenges really depended on the teacher you had. You had some teachers that, like you said, maybe understood you a little bit better and some that didn't. I wouldn't write about elementary school is the fact that I could make friends and learn how to understand people almost as well as I can now. But back when I was in first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth, fifth, it was getting harder over the years went on. I think back to our relationship 
And there were times where, you know, you've always been a sweet kid at heart. Damn, yeah. (laughs) You've always had a nice soul, right? Yeah. And we've always had some really good times together. But then there were other times where things were pretty rough. And when I say- rough? Oh. And I'm I'm talking about doors slamming, um, screaming. Throwing stuff. Yeah. Like my, for an example, my dad here, he was worse than he was now. He was- he had temper problems too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time I remember him uh, throwing one of my toys, like a remote control helicopter on the ground. And I was like, but what was I reacting to? You're acting to me being getting in trouble at school. There was one time, I don't know if you remember this and I don't remember which grade you were in. There was a conversation. It was very serious. You and I had, and we were in the, the bathroom here in the bedroom and you were, you were sitting on the floor and you were trying to explain to me, that I just didn't understand you. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like that, that hit me hard. Um, and I was you, like, dad, you you don't know who I am. You don't yes. know me. You don't understand me. You don't know anything about me. You just don't know what I am going through. You don't know what I feel right now. You just don't know anything right now. And that's when my dad started investigating in a few things like where I should go for then, where I should do. You know, when you when you came out of fifth grade, we felt like you were you were doing okay. Yeah, I was ready. To ready go for on. middle school, but middle school was uh, that hit me hard so badly. Like, here's one: uh, sixth grade. Um, In this, from the standpoint of we were getting calls, like from a parent's standpoint. Oh, every day, yeah, almost every day. You have to pick up, like, like you have to pick up Teddy. He um, threw something. He got into a fight. He did this. He did that. He's so depressed. What was going on? Well, here's one thing. Um, people were just making fun of me about my name and stuff. And I was like, that's really getting me hard because like, people mm. were calling me Titty. And I was like, please don't. Mm. And that's why I – people still did it up to like ninth grade. So that's why I'm really thinking hard about changing my name. But Yeah. Yeah. That's awful that people can act yeah, like that. Yeah, and people it? were also like taking my stuff and like putting it in the other lockers and then locking it. And I was like, come on, dude. Wow. Did I do anything bad to deserve this? And they were like, yeah, you're ugly. You look stupid. You look like alfalfa, a little stupid ass. And I was like, come on, dude. People were just making fun of me because I was like weird. And they th- they branded you as different. Yes. So hard. Was that? I bet. And this, this was happening like, was it from the get-go in sixth oh, grade? Oh, it was the get-go. First day of sixth grade, it was all chill. And the second, the second day, someone thought of a good idea to say my name titty across the hall everybody in the hallway just started saying that name over and over again and i was like oh my god wow so that's why i started faking sick so i didn't have to go to school to deal Deal with with other people calling me titty wow yeah and then that's when i got diagnosed with autism we had you evaluated um in the we had you evaluate a couple times and it was, I believe in seventh grade when um, we one of the uh, evaluators for, for Wake County schools, that was the first time the word autism was ever mentioned. And then that's when we knew that. Well, it allowed us to, it's tough because autism, it's why they say that there's a spectrum of autism yeah. because you have your idea of, there are some kids, for example, who are who on the are autism really spectrum bad. that can't even speak or can communicate, right? No, it's like... I, I can't even imagine. But but you have different challenges. Um, like for me, it's like growing to understand things. Like 
for an example, shows, it's hard for me to watch new things because, like, I'm used to watching kid cartoons still. Because right. I still literally watch kid cartoons, like, on a daily basis. I do not understand, like, most shows that my friends watch, like The Office, back, uh, The Office, um, Trailer Park Boys and stuff, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. I do not understand a thing. But, yeah, I do understand everything they're saying. I just don't understand it. But now you have an awareness of that, oh, which yet. you never had before. No, it was just frustrating. No, and then you'd, you'd get frustrated, right? You'd get angry about it. Yep, and then I'd lose my temper. And then either the things that we knew, how I would get angry, is that I would either, like, slam my head on a desk or mm. something. Because that was one thing. Because, like, in um fourth grade, thing that I would do to prove that I was really angry, I used to literally go, on desks really hard. Mm. I still did that up to, like, seventh grade. I remember the day. I'll never forget it because it's it's really the day that things change. So, well, seventh grade, we got the call that you had thrown, you'd thrown a desk and I think a phone in the direction of a teacher. Yep. And it was scary, and they, they have a they're not. No, uh, we had a meeting. What do they call them? They're police. They're not. They're police officers, but they're not police. Security. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, right. It's like an on on uh, campus campus police, right? And he was there, and it was a scary moment. We knew we had to do something, and and, and I knew yeah, at that so, point we'd never send you back to Durant. And oh no! So right. then we had a meeting that day, and. I can never forget that day that I thought I was going to religious school and we passed the exit. I was like, dad, you do know we passed the exit, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, where are we going? And he was like, we'll tell you in a few minutes. And I was like, um, okay. All of a sudden they brought up, uh, this place called Seuss. And I was like, all right. And then as they started saying stuff about it, I was like, all right, all right, bet. (laughs) But (laughs) I got there, and I was like, I'm only going to be there for like a month. Not that bad. Not that bad. How long were you there? Three and a half months. <laughs> so Seuss is, uh, it's spelled S-U-W-S. It's called, it's called Seuss Sur- of the Cal- Carolinas. It's called a Survi- uh, School of Urban Wilderness Survival. Right. And Where is it located? It's located in Pisgah National Forest. In North Carolina. Yep. And, uh, and what a wilderness program is, something I was never... Uh, it's a therapy program you know, and it really helps. Right. It's a therapy program for, for kids like Teddy that are going through some really tough real times. tough times. And you know, it, the idea behind the program, and they told us when you went there that, uh, cause you actually, it's kind of crazy. You're not allowed to, the only way you can communicate with your kid is letters. Letters. Yeah. And you guys lived, when I say lived in the wilderness, we didn't have tents. We didn't have <laughs> anything. We just they just give us this. They gave us a few pairs of clothes. Like, they didn't even get us a few. They just give us a shirt, pants, underwear, and a tarp. And by the way, it's like late fall, winter in North Carolina oh, mountains. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was this one time <laughs> when it literally snowed five feet. Five actual feet. I remember that. Well, when we checked, in, we checked you into Seuss, they told us that in the beginning, uh, the bad. letters, well, they said the letters you were going to write us were going to be horrible. And they were. Mm. You you wrote us these letters for weeks that like, said, get "I hate you." Me get, out of here. Me out. I was like, "No, why did you why did you hate it so much in the beginning?" Well, one, I was like, "It's cold. I do not want to be sitting in a shelter." They made you guys work hard, hike. Oh yeah. Uh, every day we hiked about fifteen miles. Yeah, and uh, we also had to uh, work on challenges too, like 
some of the things were like you had to drink this much water, you had to do this much, and then when you got to a second level, you had to do water and then campfire stuff, and then third levels make make traps and stuff. I never made it to third level. But they were teaching you to um cope to, with my skills. Right. And so what were what were some of the coping mechanisms you learned from Seuss? To um feel like uh you're never alone mm-hmm. and like breathing like do butterfly tapping. I still do it when I'm angry. Yeah. Uh you tap on your collarbone, like uh you cross your uh, you cross your hands and then you just tap. Yeah. And it's supposed to help you be able to breathe more and help your breathing. And it's supposed to technically feel like someone's around you, you know? It did feel like that, and I liked it, yeah. What did Seuss do for your confidence? It made me really, really confident. So when you graduated from Seuss, you know, you it was a real emotional moment when we met oh, you. Oh my god, dude. I just remember walking down a road and I was like laughing. I was like <laughs> and then I saw my mom and my dad just turned back and I was like Didn't expect it. No, I did not expect that I was like seeing my parents at that moment. That was a big hug we gave you. Oh my god, I ran as fast as I could, almost knocked my dad over. <laughs> I knocked my mom over. I literally like knocked my mom over. Yeah. I don't think that was a good idea, but I haven't seen them in three months. And I was like, oh my God, I would not let go. I was like sitting there and I was like, please don't ever do this to me again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the second um, they said, We're, I'm not going back to Durant ever. Yeah. That was maybe the best moment I've ever had. Wow. And I was crying of joy. I was like, thank God. God, but I wasn't just going home that I wasn't going home yet. You know, we felt when you came out of Seuss, a lot of kids that, that come out of Seuss, you know, when you, when you, mind you, if you think about middle school, right? Think about sixth and seventh grade. I wasn't doing any work there. That you were, you were on a bad track. Well, and so a lot of kids from Seuss aren't ready to go back into a regular school environment and you weren't. Right. And so a lot of kids, most kids that come out of Seuss go to what's called, um, right, they call it a a, a therapeutic boarding school, which is a blend of a regular uh, boarding school combined with therapy. And my parents didn't really bring me to a boarding boarding school. They brought me to a residential, but it was a boarding school. But it's unique because you get to come home on the weekends. And the idea behind it is that you live there during the week and then every weekend you practice what you've learned during the week. And it's a, I'll tell you, the right school is one of the most special programs there is. It's It was one of the greatest moments of my life. Would I recommend anyone going there if they were going through a hard time like me and went to a place? Yes. There were a couple of things from Seuss that, that your mom and I learned. Explain what a FAPC is. It's you say what you're feeling and then you tell them about right now I'm feeling stressed about doing a podcast because I don't really do this much. And my choice is to, well, push through it, you know? That's an excellent FAPC. That's what a FAB is. Yep. Right. So you feel, F is feel, A about, B, believe, or because, and C is choice. Yeah. And what's really important, Teddy, about what you just did, though, is and why there that that is so important is in the past. Let's say my parents didn't know what I, what in the hell I was saying going through. Well, right, or or let's say I wanted you to do a podcast, 
let, let's say this was years ago and you didn't want to do it because you felt stressed. Yeah. And my dad would be like, why? And but I used to never just say why. You wouldn't say why. And instead- I would just say because. I think one of the other things that I learned that that has been helpful is it's called leading with empathy and, yes. and being a better listener. Um, this goes back to what you said about not being understood. Yeah. Is I think I've tried, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I've really tried to listen to what you're feeling and what you're uh, thinking. Yeah. So that I can understand through each moment rather than trying to guess what you're going through or to project my own feelings into what you're going through. I really try to understand what you're going through. And I think that's been a big difference for communication between the two of us. Yes. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. How would you say that communication now is? between us and the family compared oh, I mean, to a few years ago. I mean, a few years ago, me and my dad just used to yell at each other and I used to never actually want to be around my dad. It was always my mom. I felt mm. more comfortable around my mom, but now I love spending time with my dad. I want to talk about guinea pigs. Guinea pigs have really been an incredible oh, they were, support animal yes. for you. Um, what, what, and a lot of people, most people have, don't realize- How caring they are. Yeah. has Because you've, you've now had a guinea pig um, pretty much straight for the last- Six years? Oh, uh, let me think. Um, seven years, yeah. What What has it been like for you um, to oh. have a guinea pig in your life? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like my dad at first was like, oh God, not another animal. But now- Because <laughs> we have two dogs already. But now we are literally a guinea pig family. We are caring for these little animals, you know? They love you. They, they're just so happy all the time. This one I'm holding right now is crazy, but- Teddy's also wearing a shirt with a guinea pig on it. Yes. <laughs> and here he is. Say hello, Spot. He's hot. <laughs> so, so when you feel... When I feel alone. Stressed, alone. Stressed, alone, depressed. I always grab my guinea pig and I hug them. Because they're so happy and they just make me happy, you know? That's very sweet. Yeah. So today you're you're in high school. You're a freshman. Yes, I'm a high school freshman. With my it's because of the pandemic. All the classes have been online. Oh, yeah. Aw, the guinea pig's purring. And, you know, compared to if we think about all these other years, Teddy, of school and, and where you've been and not being able to get through the day, failing classes, yeah, uh, all the challenges, um, you know, you are almost done with your first uh, four months of school. Yeah. And you are... Passing classes. Yep. I'm ready to get my license. You might. Yep. You've got, I think you've even got like an A and maybe a B or two in there. Yeah. Yeah. How does that, when you're coming from where you came from. From from failing, being a complete mess up in school. Oh, I feel great. I feel great. Yes. I feel amazing. So I want to, I want to end this episode with you talking to, um, messages for a couple different people. I want you to think about two different audiences. Always think twice. Well, hold on. <laughs> well, sure. So first I want you to think about if there are parents listening yes. that are, that have a kid that had gone through similar challenges like you, maybe they're in a position where they, you know, let's say it's, yeah, it's like, years ago, right? Like, let me say this. If, if your kid or something or your parents, if a kid or a parent is for kids, always sit down with them and ask them what is wrong. If they don't want to be around you, give them space, you know, 
You're saying that to the parents. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But for the kids and teens and stuff, if your parents are going through a hard time or you're going through a hard time, just ask for help if you need help. Or for them, ask if they need help. Like, ask them, do you need any help with anything? Right. Don't don't feel like you have to go through it alone. Yeah. Teddy, I've loved having you on my podcast. Thank you, and I've loved being here. And that does it for season one of the Do This Feel Better podcast. Just because it's the end of the first season doesn't mean you can't go back and listen to any of the 13 episodes of season one at any time, anywhere you get your podcasts, which includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Uh, From the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening, for all your support, uh, for rating, reviewing, and sharing. Bye. Do this, feel better. Do this, feel better.